0: Welcome to the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast by Venus O'Hara. I'm here to welcome you into the world of orgasmic living by hosting experts to discuss orgasmic topics such as nutrition, spirituality, personal development, sexuality, and much more. Here, we will offer lifestyle lessons that can help you lead a fulfilling, joyous, and orgasmic lifestyle. I'm your guide. Venus O'Hara. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast by Venus O'Hara. In episode five, we'll be interviewing Leola, a sacred intimacy and tantra advocate. Then I'll be discussing the book I'm reading now, which is My New Roots by Sarah Britton. And finally, we'll be experiencing a guided meditation with affirmations for manifestation. But first, let's talk about sex magic. It was the beginning of March, 2018, and I was seriously worried about money. I was wondering how I was going to pay for the penthouse apartment that I had rented and I still couldn't furnish. Eating was also a bit of a challenge. And that weekend I wondered if I was gonna have enough money on the Monday to pay the rent. I went on a vegan dinner thing with my vegan group. And one of the guys in the group said, do you wanna come for cocktails after? I'll get you a cocktail. I was like, oh my God, thank God, thank God. (laughs) Because I didn't even have enough money to pay for my own drink. And that was the last time I kind of really worried about money, fortunately. Anyway, that weekend, I started to have a lot of self-doubt. I wondered if I could actually afford the life I had created for myself. I was living in a penthouse apartment by the beach in Barcelona, unfurnished, I already said that. So I was online looking at lots of different things and I came across a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which everyone Everyone who is into personal development has read this book almost, and if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It was published in 1937, and to this day, it's still the best-selling book on success. Anyway, in the book, there is a chapter called The Mystery of Sex Transmutation. And as a sex sexpert, I was wondering why there was a chapter about sexuality in a book about success. And then I discovered something absolutely fascinating, which was that you can use your sexual energy to manifest. You can harness your sexual energy and really focus it towards your goals. And as a expert, this was completely new to me. It was absolutely mind-blowing and it, it kind of gave me a whole new understanding of sexuality. But at the same time, sex transmutation in simple terms would be, let's say, guiding your sexual thoughts and transmuting them into a different type of energy. It could be working on something that you want to achieve. It could be creative. It could be going to the gym. But in the end, there's there's no sexual outlet. The outlet is non-sexual, hence the name sexual transmutation. You are transmuting the energy into a different kind of energy sounds great. If you're on a train and you're horny, then maybe you can use it because obviously you can't indulge in any sexual activity in that situation. But I also thought that that was a form of sexual denial. So I went down the rabbit hole and I kept looking online about sexual energy and manifestation And I came across a fantastic video by Teal Swan called How to Use Orgasm to Manifest. And although she doesn't say, I don't remember anyway, she doesn't say explicitly the term sex magic, I watched this video and it kind of really blew my mind. And from that day on, I I created my own technique of sex magic. When I hear the words sex magic, it kind of makes me think, It makes me think that I should be careful about who I mention it to because it does sound a bit woo-woo. It does sound a bit dark even. But it's important that anything you are trying to manifest, that it's definitely good for the world and not just for yourself. For example, if you want a red Lamborghini, how is that going to serve the world? Well, maybe it can if you kind of justify it in your mind But for me, I'm really focused on things that are going to be good for me and help everything I'm doing to make the world more orgasmic and more spiritual and uh, all the other things I'm trying to do to make the world basically a better place. So what I started to do was that, that month of March is that I actually... Started to, I actually had 62 orgasms that month, one in the morning and one in the evening for the 31 days of March. And every time I, I indulged in this sex magic, I had an intention. Well, specifically back then, I had three intentions which are kind of personal, but it was kind of related to work and abundance anyway. So I was very focused and um, this this process really kind of changed my relationship, not only with sexuality, but also towards masturbation. Because at first, obviously I'm a sex toy reviewer, so masturbation is kind of like work for me as well as pleasure. But I was really focused on just pleasure and using my erotic triggers to get to destination orgasm as fast as possible really. Whereas with sex magic, it kind of had to slow down a bit. For example, at the the beginning of a session, I would really focus on whatever it is or was that I wanted to manifest. And then during the process, I would listen to affirmations that are related to whatever it is that I wanted to manifest so that those affirmations would go into my subconscious. Or I would listen to binaural beats. I highly recommend binaural beats if anyone's interested in sound therapy and how to use music to to improve your life. It could be there are frequencies for different desired outcomes. For example, if you want to concentrate if you want to relax and there are also frequencies related to abundance or health and many many more things if you look in in uh, youtube for binaural beats you'll find lots of different different videos to listen to and it's also very pleasant to listen to as well and it's best to listen to with headphones because in one ear you've got one frequency and in the other ear you've got a different one and your brain kind of creates this wave and it's just uh, amazing. So I was, I, was, I was always listening to something to try and kind of, um, let's say, <laughs> brainwash myself in the nicest possible way, consensual brainwashing. And at the same time, I was indulging in masturbation and really focusing on what it was I wanted to manifest. So that process was kind of like, let's say I was eroticizing my desire. For example, I wanted to, If I wanted to manifest a new apartment, I would imagine myself in that new apartment being naked there and kind of something sexual happening there. So I was kind of like already in the apartment, but also I was kind of turning myself on and other things, what else did I do? I also was trying to pay off all my debts, like my student loan debts. And I I was imagining myself being naked and kind of making that phone call to say, here's your money. And, um, I was kind of imagining those sensations of, let's say, nakedness, the breeze on my body, and also that huge euphoria and satisfaction of actually making that phone call, which I actually did, which was amazing. So anyway, I did this, um, religiously, and <laughs> not obviously religiously, but I did it very regularly um, in 2018, almost every day. And then um, just a few months later, I started to manifest everything I was focusing on, which was incredibly empowering. And still to this day, I am practicing sex magic every time I indulge in masturbation. It's not something I do when I've had sex. When I've had sex with a person, it's really kind of about mindfulness and being present with that person and just enjoying those physical and emotional and spiritual sensations. Although some people do practice it with a partner, I think that's kind of more useful if you're actually both, let's say, focused on the same desire. It could be, let's say, a couple who are trying for a baby or trying for a new home or something that they are both together in, for example. But there are some, I've read some books that do recommend, let's say, having your own private magic session when you're with a person. But for me, that seems like kind of mental infidelity. I wouldn't really feel comfortable about doing that, doing that myself. So for me, it's a very, it's a very solo activity for sure. And that's how I understand sexuality. Now, I think now um for me, I think pleasure is just the beginning of, of, of sexuality and masturbation and orgasm. I think um there's so much more to a sexual energy and sexual power So, and also what I do during this process is actually right before the orgasm, I would go back to whatever it is I want to manifest and really focus on it and kind of almost direct my orgasm to the universe as if I was kind of like planting a seed. And um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. And also kind of like be very, very calm. I would kind of stay um, let's say still or in bed until my breath gets back to normal. I would still be very focused on whatever it is I want to, to manifest. And people ask me all the time, has it worked? What have you manifested? Well, of the things I can tell you, I did get out of debt, which is a miracle. I could not believe it. I, 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 I got out of debt. I actually made, I spent, I paid my student loan in two phone calls and it was, you know, something that I was supposed to pay over a period of several years. So I actually got rid of the whole lot, which was a miracle. And then I also manifested the apartment I'm living in now and health, good good um, blood results and yeah, some other things as well. But, um, But what's important is you can't just like lie back and uh, masturbate and expect the universe to do everything for you. You have to actually take action as well. So I also did take action in in all of those fields. I was constantly, my mindset was really focused on on manifestation, not just when I was lying down in my bed with my vibrator. So nowadays I actually do think of sex toys as personal development tools, definitely helping me manifest my dreams so i hope um you find this interesting and maybe you can apply it to your own life and i'm going to give you a list of books that have really helped me and if you're interested in this topic one to start on with which is very simple and short but full of excellent information is adventures in sex magic control your life with the power of lust and this is written by Damon Brand, and you can find it on Amazon. It's important to um, point out that magic is written with a K at the end. It's M-A-G-I-C-K. And that book is, it, it kind of, it's the most simple um, explanation of sex magic and how to do it. But he also talks about doing it with a partner and even group sex, which is something that I personally I'm not really interested in. And then another one which I love, which is called Sexual Sorcery, A Complete Guide to Sex Magic. And this is written by Jason Augustus Newcomb. And this book is a way more kind of romantic approach to sex magic, but he also just does talk about different techniques by different people and the history of it, because it's nothing new about this. This um People have been using sexual energy to manifest for a very, very long time. And uh, this is a very, this book is full of information and also i do like his personal take on it it's much more romantic than the other one it's not dark at all it's actually it does convey the beauty of sexuality which is something i'm very passionate about because i do think that we don't have that many really genuinely positive um images of sexuality Another one I recommend is The Art of Sexual Magic, and this one doesn't have the K on the end, it's spelt the normal way. Cultivating Sexual Energy to Transform Your Life, and this is written by Margot Anand, the author of The Art of Sexual Ecstasy. Also highly recommended, this book is also quite romantic and a great book to actually do with a partner. There are lots of exercises in it that you can actually, to make sex very sacred and um, almost ritualistic and to kind of improve intimacy. So yeah, a very incredible practice and I'm still um, still doing it to this day. And uh, as time goes by, I kind of, um, I'm now working with my own affirmations. I actually have a profile on Insight Timer, which is a popular meditation app and I create my own affirmation meditations very similar to the ones that are at the end of the podcast and I actually listen to my own affirmations and I indulge in self-love while I'm practicing sex and magic. Fantastic. Now it's time for this episode's interview. I'm going to be speaking to Leola, an expert on tantra and sacred sexuality. Leola, welcome to the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast. I must say, I do love your earrings. Thank
1: you. (laughs) They're very happy. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. And I'm really happy to have you here because a lot of the things that you discuss, I'm very interested in as well, personally. So it's really interesting to have you here. I could talk to you for a long time. And before we start, what, what is the phrase or affirmation or quote or philosophy that you live by? Do you have a special affirmation?
1: Wow, that's beautiful. There are so many incredible teachings that have come my way over the years. Um, and I think that they're all so incredible and have given me so much, um, awareness and profound experience. However, I think to trust myself is probably the, the mantra that is currently, you know, dominating my experience in a really beautiful way. And I, I, Intend to continue with that, even as I gain so much awareness by working with other people, both you know professionally with my clients and you know on the day to day, just encountering new types of people and, and different thought patterns. However, uh, I think it's really important for all of us to see that we are our own gurus in this time, and so to trust myself and to trust my experiences is, is my affirmation.
0: Fantastic. So, how would you describe your work? What do, what do you describe yourself as?
1: Sure. I describe myself as a sacred intimacy mentor and muse. Basically what that means is Kind of like a tantra teacher, a sacred sexuality, you know, um, guide. I, I work one on one with people, you know, both virtually, working in a longer term container of six months. I also do small events, things like goddess circles or you know, breathwork workshops, uh, tantric yoga, things like that. And then I, I also do tantric body work in person. So, lots of different ways to kind of integrate this wisdom, both in you know, doing the inner work, the integration but also working with the body and then infusing that into community as well.
0: So how did you start on this journey? Did you actually have a spiritual awakening or have you always been interested in these topics?
1: It's a great question. I think it's a little bit of both. When I was young, I grew up in a pretty conservative part of the US and Missouri. And I was, I always just kind of sensed that there was a lot of hypocrisy in the way that society kind of, you know, suggested that we live our lives, you know, with the American dream and, you know, lots of shame and fear and guilt around different aspects of being that were also innately human. So as I, you know, grew up, I started to just really become a questioner and, Because of that, I also really put myself into a lot of situations that, um, you know, might not have been super safe and, you know, paired with, you know, the shame around sexuality being, you know, a good girl who got good grades, but also being, you know, very um, open and curious about my body led to some, you know, and I think that what it comes down to is most women have some sort of, you know, sexual harassment, whether it's, you know, verbal harassment, or actually like a physical assault. And that's kind of what happened to me, I went through a period of relationships and experiences that were really traumatic. And when I started my spiritual journey in my early 20s, it was really beautiful because I started to see all the hypocrisies of my youth be unraveled and to see wow there's this expansive perspective of the universe that we can um that we can you know address and choose over these you know limiting beliefs and that took me so far in that I started to unpack you know my shadow work and i really recognized that i had a lot of a lot of uh, trauma around intimacy and relationships and sexuality and that's kind of what led me on the journey with tantra and with that you know i started practicing and studying on my own uh, slowly kind of infusing that into the relationships that I had. And, and then with that, as I think that happens with, with many of us on, you know, our, our journeys with spirituality, we kind of un- begin to unravel our purpose or unwrap our purpose. And that took the form of people just seeing that I was, you know, thriving more and more kind of asking questions and asking me to help them. And then, slowly you know my business started to kind of come into place and there was a certain point where it was just all in and, and now this is my life.
0: Fantastic I can really resonate with I can really empathize with um, the conservative upbringing that's exactly what brought me to, to being a sex expert as well uh, but for me for many years it was basically about getting rid of the taboo destigmatizing taboo and just pleasure so, so the spirituality came a lot later for me, but um, I can totally, and I think um, I was brought up very Catholic. So I do think sometimes it was the best aphrodisiac, <laughs> because I don't think I would enjoy sex as much if I hadn't experienced all of those, all of that repression.
1: Yes, yes, I totally agree. I think that we can meet our pleasure as deeply as we meet, you know, our shadows and our darkness. So it really expands that. And I also resonate with this, you know, destigmatizing pleasure. I think that there's a lot of lack mentality in the world around just about anything that can can be a tool or a channel for pleasure, whether it's, you know, orgasm or or money or abundance. And I believe that these are all, you know, energetic frequencies that move like water. And if we try to grasp onto them, not only are we, you know, unsuccessful because that's not how the energy works, like water if we go under a tap and try to grab it, you're not going to be able to do it. But then you also miss the beauty of just letting it flow. So to me, allowing pleasure to just flow through your life, trusting that the universe has more for you is an incredibly empowering perspective.
0: Yeah, I can totally um, empathize with that as well, because for me, I was really so focused on just pleasure, 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 and no taboo for so long and maybe intimacy with another person. But when I discovered all of that type of like being a tool, like you just said, it just opened up a whole new world for me. And I just realized that sex is way more powerful than just pleasure. And um, you talk about, talked about manifestation. I saw that you actually, um, you discussed sex magic on your podcast and um, money and um, and sexual energy. I'm really interested in that, in that personally. I think for a lot of people, they might think it sounds very strange. or <laughs> yeah. have, have. <laughs> But for me, it's just absolutely changed my life. I discovered sex magic about three years ago. And it's just been incredible. It's, uh, it's been I just, I just couldn't believe that sex was, it was just, it's brought a whole new dimension of sexuality into my life. And um, so how was sex magic for you? And how did you discover that? And do you have any special rituals?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So to me, all of this sex magic is based on the idea of the law of attraction, which I think is something that is more, you know, widely accepted, or at least palatable sounding to -hmm. people but with the law of attraction the idea is that you you know you attract in more of what your of your current energetic vibration or, or what your um if you're thinking, you know, negative things, if you're thinking negative thoughts, then you're going to experience more negative experiences as a result. Whereas if you're thinking more positively, essentially you're going to experience more more positive experiences. And then even when challenging experiences arise, you're able to shift from the downward spiral into seeing this, you know, painful experience as an opportunity to learn and grow. And so then you immediately shift back into a higher vibration in the process. So how this works with, you know, sex magic, it's seeing that the energy of pleasure, of Eros, of life force, kundalini energy, whatever you want to call it, is so powerful. It's the most powerful energy on, on the planet earth, in my opinion, this is the energy that created me, created you, it created, you know, every listener. It also, you know, created, it creates most of the things around us. If I think about, you know, the tea that I'm drinking that comes from a plant that had a sexual interaction that allowed it to bear fruit and for me to enjoy the tea, you know, the clothing that I'm wearing is a natural fiber, which was created, you know, in this way, our, our animal's for the most part, you know, this is this is this energy that's it's creating our entire reality. So when you start to understand that, you can see that, you know, the idea of like having sex with yourself or with someone else, you're building all of this energy that has the potential to create a human life. But in the with the you know perspective of Tantra. The belief is that that energy doesn't just go away. If you're not creating a human child, you can channel that into, you know, something else. And for many of us, there's so much, you know, shame around our sexuality, and it tends to be something that's done quite quickly. And then the energy just kind of escapes through our lower chakras, you know. And that is what it is. However, there's the opportunity to intentionally move that energy up. Through your crown chakra, which is your connection to your highest self, to divinity, to the cosmos, and and with that you can pair it with an intention. Um, you know, some people like to say set set an intention of like, oh, you know, or a manifestation that I want to have this dream house or this family or this car or whatever. But to me, the most important thing is to really focus on like a feeling. And so to me, like, what is the feeling of um being in community, or what is the feeling of of having um, my purpose infused into the world so that it, it returns back to me, uh, tenfold in, in abundance or, um, something like that. So does that answer your question?
0: Yeah. So, so in, um, the actual practical terms, when you actually indulge in sex magic, I mean, for example, for me, I, I kind of think of my intention just before I start. It's always mm-hmm. something I do on my own. I don't really do it with other people. I, there's a bit of a, a bit of discussion about whether that's ethical or not whether you should tell them or unless you're kind of going for the same thing but um for me it's a very solitary um activity and i kind of think about what i want to manifest and then i would kind of let that desire i kind of eroticize that desire somehow so let's say it could be this apartment i manifested with with sex magic i've already been here i've had millions of orgasms here already (laughs) so i would imagine myself like in this space and then um And I would be here, like living something erotic. And then just before the moment of orgasm, I really focus. But also I I do kind of let the energy go through my body because there is a point of sexual stimulation where it's not just in the genitals. It's just like all over your body, you know, in your Mm -hmm. your mind, in in your fingertips, everywhere. So it's just and then just before the orgasm, I really focus on it. And then I just, I read this book called Adventures in Sex Magic recently by Damon Brand. And he talks about a technique where when you just have the orgasm and you're kind of getting your breath back, you could mutter the word that's associated with it. It could be new apartment, 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 or success, 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 or something like that. So I do that sometimes. Obviously, Ah. it looks a bit weird, but that's kind of what I've been doing for the last three years. And once I discovered that, it's kind of made normal masturbation really boring. I don't really do it anymore. (laughs) I think everything is magical now. So it's really, it's really everything.
1: Yeah. I love that everything is magical now. It's so beautiful. I definitely resonate with that. I think that, um, you know, going into any sexual experience with intention is super powerful, whether the intention is as simple as, you know, I just want to experience pleasure in my body today, or I want to learn more about my body, or I want to express love to myself, or it's like, I want to channel this energy into creating my dream home. Uh, as far as process goes, it's, it's pretty similar to yours. I definitely... Um, there's, there's days that I really embrace the process and build up to it a lot more. And there's other days that, you know, I go into it with, uh, with, you know, just the intention of moving into that space when I'm really creating a whole ritual around it. Normally I try to do this at least once a month around the new moon. And in that space, you know, often do a bit of ecstatic dance before to kind of clear out any, any energy that's no longer serving me to make way for what, what I'm welcoming in, in the new, you know, the new manifestation or intention, you know, maybe I'll journal, I'll write out what I would like. Um, Sometimes I'll have a glass of wine, almost as if I'm celebrating that I've already received that, you know, Mm -hmm. that intention, uh and you know, maybe I'll take that into the bath and I'll do like, you know, a cleansing ritual. And then I I love to self-pleasure in the bath. I have this incredible um like toy that's called a water slide and it attaches to your bathtub. The water, <laughs> the water flows down and, and falls onto your vulva. It's incredible. Uh yeah, and and then essentially from there, it's pretty similar to what you do. Definitely uh at like bringing that intention in from the start and then allowing the energy to build and sometimes I'll, I'll use my breath to circulate the energy and then to kind of stop and then to come back into the self-pleasure practice kind of like edging to just build that energy and move it through the body I'll also sometimes use what's called onking which is are you familiar with onking
0: now how do you how do you spell it
1: it's A N K H. It's like the Egyptian Ankh. If you, like it's that shape that's like almost like a cross, but it has the loop on the top.
0: Okay, tell us what that is.
1: So this is like an Egyptian sex magic breast pattern from the like lineage of Isis. Um, Isis is a goddess of Egypt. For those that are listening, and this is not a terrorist organization, which is a whole other conversation yeah. to talk about how. <laughs> you know feminine deities and feminine you know like religious words have been bastardized by patriarchy but getting back to sex magic the onk basically the idea is that you breathe the energy from your root chakra which is where your genitals are up to your heart I'm like trying to show you. So it's up to your heart. And then the energy goes out the back of your like body into your energetic body. And then it circles up the top in an onk shape like that, you know, loop. And then it comes back into your heart and then it goes back down. Um, And with the breath, you inhale it up. Then you hold your breath when it gets to your heart. Then it comes out the back and back in. Then you inhale a tiny bit more and then it comes back down and i will say like i was like i don't know how what this is going to look like I, my entire arms were going numb the first time that i did this it's it's a really interesting idea but it's, it's basically onking the and the sexual energies so that's circulating through so you can actually keep going longer as well while you're still orgasming it's really incredible you can have like orgasms that are minutes long potentially
0: well i'm going to definitely try that <laughs>
1: next time I would, yeah. I tried to describe it here, but maybe just Google it. <laughs> you have a little bit more direction. That sounds amazing.
0: Sounds amazing. What else can I find here? Um so you've traveled a lot. I guess that, that's been affected by COVID. Is that true? Or have you been
1: honest? So yes, it it it, it affected where I traveled. Hmm. I still was able to travel a bit. I do travel to see clients in mainly in the US. Um, I did still do a little bit of international travel. I went to um I was supposed to go to Nicaragua last year to do a scouting trip for a retreat that was canceled. So I went to Nicaragua or no, I was supposed to go to Nicaragua to, to to scout. That was they closed the border like two days before I was supposed to go. So I ended up going to Dominican Republic to just have a little rest and rejuvenation. And then I also went to Ecuador for a month to do a tantric yoga certification, which was incredible.
0: Wow, that sounds amazing! So, a lot of healing comes from experience and time. For you, what was a moment that you look back in your life and that you that you that ultimately taught you the most about yourself?
1: Wow, that's a really Mm -hmm. good question because there's just so many. I've been very fortunate to have so many of those moments, and also gratefully in so many beautiful places with beautiful people that I love. And, you know, just in different parts of the journey as well. Like it's, you know, I, I I think like there's so many that are coming up at this time and in so many different places that it's honestly difficult for me to choose one thing. I'm really sorry.
0: Okay, it's okay. So how can people who are in pain move past their distractions and issues and find peace and serenity? Do you work with lots of people who are going through some kind of trauma? Yes. And how do you help, help them go through that?
1: Yeah, that's a really beautiful question because this is something that I also had to find for myself. And I think that this is potentially like my greatest, like mirror offering that I, that I help people see. And It's this idea that we have to love our trauma. We have to love our triggers because that's really what makes us who we are and it's often a gateway into our highest self it's often a gateway into discovering our purpose you know me for example having you know like kind of a tumultuous upbringing and then having you know these like sexual assaults and in various struggles it was i'm able to see that each of those things allowed me now to thrive so intensely because of the lessons that they taught me i wouldn't be able to hold space for the people that i work with without going through those experiences myself to have the credibility and authenticity to do so and it's also made me a more compassionate person a more empathetic person so being able to see each of these experiences trauma as an opportunity to learn and grow and evolve which is really the point of being a human and again you know you can only experience pleasure and um, love as deeply as you also love, you know, the darkness of humanity and being able to see the overarching picture that that is this human experience.
0: Definitely. I actually recently gave a speech called um, Pain is the Greatest Teacher. Or something I really believe because everything I've done that's really good is, has come from a painful, a painful, painful place. Because otherwise if, if everything's okay, then you never really grow. I think you need discomfort sometimes to to evolve for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it also helps for me, at least to, and and this is where, you know, you can get into everyone has different, you know, religious or spiritual beliefs, but to me, like my soul transcends this lifetime It transcends this body. And so when things happen to my human, I'm able to see this is, this is just happening to my human. It's not happening to my soul. My soul is, facilitating this and and is experiencing this as a part of you know an infinite expression.
0: Oh interesting. Have you done any any kind of past life regressions or anything like that?
1: I haven't formally done any past life regressions, although it's something that I would really like to do. And with that being said though, I have had I have lots of dreams that I believe are past life or future life. Um with various complexities, but I haven't done an actual past life regression, but I do think that the idea of, of past lives and future lives is super fascinating.
0: Definitely. So do you live um, a, a no alarm life? Cause you fill that in, in the form.
1: I do for oh, the wow. most part. I mean, if, you know, for example, I had a flight on Saturday and so I had to, you know, set the alarm for that, but today I didn't, I didn't have an alarm. It's, It's one of those things I definitely manifested and has been super beautiful. I actually looked back in my journal from a few years ago, um, recently, and there was a whole paragraph about how no more of this and this, this is what I want. And then I looked around my life now and I said, I have every single one of these things that I listed in that manifestation, which is incredible, but no alarm was, was definitely one of them to have the freedom to, you know, experience life in a way that, uh, had a lot of, a lot of freedom is really important to me. And specifically my morning routine, I recognize that it's really important for me to wake up in a space where I'm not rushing off to do anything and to feel like I'm able to acclimate in my own energy. I actually keep like a tea kettle right by my bed. So, you know, the first thing I do when I wake up, I'm still kind of groggy. I I start the tea kettle. I'm kind of, you know, stretching in bed, you know, giving myself a hug. And then by that time, you know, the kettle is heated up. So I pour it, you know, into my cup and I'm, you know, finishing stretching. And then oftentimes like this morning I read for, you know, 20, 30 minutes, started checking my emails. Sometimes I'll journal and it's it's really nice. So do you have so a
0: routine? Or just a change every day your morning routine
1: I used to have more of a routine around my mornings uh and it would get to the point though where I'd feel really guilty if I didn't do something like journal or do you know my morning meditation and and now I've realized I thrive so much off of having this fluidity and to me that's really like honoring my feminine and like i can allow you know my masculine to step in in the times when i'm you know doing the work that i need to do and and working with with people and holding space but to me the mornings are sacred for me to just touch in with with my body and say like what do you what would you like right now what's going to nourish you to feel the most you know energized and embodied for this day ahead
0: I, I totally agree with that because I've had a no alarm life for 12 years now and it's just the best thing ever. And that's actually what inspired me to create this podcast because um, I've been a, a sex expert for many years and I've, I've written for many media outlets. And once a few years ago, someone from Marie Claire, Brazil, was interviewing me and she said, Can I call you tomorrow, whatever time? I was like, Yeah, yeah, sure. And then she wrote me an email saying, I'm in traffic. Can I call you in half an hour late, half an hour later? I was like, yeah, yeah, fine. So then we started speaking about my sex toy collection and all these things that I do. Um, I told her I had a no alarm for about 10 years, whenever it it was, and she just couldn't believe it because she'd been, you know, in traffic and rushing here and rushing there. And and that really was the detail of my life that she thought was the best thing. And I realized, wow, actually, this is this is this is luxurious, actually, to not have to take public transport in the morning or be in traffic or, you know, like most normal people (laughs) It's really the best thing.
1: It is. I often I often forget as well that I am in the minority in that way because now it's just such an important and integral part of my lifestyle that I forget that people have, you know, normal nine to fives. Luckily, I live in Los Angeles, though, where a lot of my friends have a very similar um, fluidity in their lifestyle, but it's, it's fascinating.
0: And also, I find that I, I actually created a no alarm lifestyle because I wasn't a very good sleeper, but actually now I sleep way better. You know, just actually not having that pressure of um, having an alarm and thinking, oh, my God, it's going to go off in five hours. (laughs) But I just kind of I sleep much better and I do I do sleep maybe less hours, but deeper. Do you find anything similar?
1: I definitely resonate with the idea of not having alarm. I, I, I like when I do have to use an alarm, I notice that now I get really anxious and I'll wake up you know, uh, potentially it depends sometimes a couple of times before at the same time, though, sometimes when I know that I need to wake up at a certain time and I'll tell my body, Hey, you know, we need to wake up at 5.00 AM. I'll often wake up at 4:45 or something like that, like a little bit before, but not in an anxious way. Sometimes it's just in a way of like, Oh, like I have such a, you know, strong relationship with my body that I, that I'm able to kind of set that intention and have it follow through. That's not all the time though. <laughs> to be fair, but I definitely sleep incredibly, incredibly well. And I, I again, like, I really just listen to my body and, and see what I need. And I noticed that in different parts of my menstrual cycle, you know, I'll sleep more or less. So, you know, now I'm, I'm in my premenstrual phase. I'm definitely going into sleeping a little bit longer, but in, you know, my ovulation, you know, around full moon, I will, you know, sleep four or five hours a night and feel totally fine the next day.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of synced with the moon as well. That was kind of cool when that happened. <laughs> I realized. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I have my period around a new moon and then ovulate at full moon, which is quite cool. <laughs> so, um, some, some more quick questions. What advice would you give to our audience to live a more orgasmic lifestyle?
1: Great question. The thing that is coming to mind in this moment is presence. Just to allow yourself the luxury of being present for, you know, any given moment as often as possible. And it doesn't have to be, you know, whole production every single time. It can be, you know, you're eating lunch and instead of checking emails at the same time or, you know, reading a book or whatever, you're able to fully experience the the food the gift the nourishment that is in front of you you know smelling taking your time to really appreciate the textures of the food maybe you're going you know you're you're walking to your next meeting and taking that moment to stop and smell the rose and really appreciate what that is and and then you know that that extends also to self-pleasure being able to to be really present with your body getting out of your mind maybe taking some time to really uh, caress yourself or dance or um, um, have a glass of wine and enjoy the, the seduction that you, you know, you can share with yourself. I, I believe that the more that we're, our, our relationship with ourself is going to mirror our relationships with, with, you know, every other person that comes into our life, especially, you know, if we have a primary partner. And so if you're able to provide yourself with that presence and devotion, then you will likely be able to experience that with a partner.
0: That's an really interesting concept of self-seduction. <laughs> that sounds amazing. For me, I do um I have massages once a month, 90 minutes, because an hour is not enough. But that's one of the ways that I practice self-seduction. <laughs> I definitely think people need to do more of that. Um so what's the book that changed your life? Or do you have several? Do you have Ooh, any special
1: books? I'm such a bibliophile. I read a ton. Uh, I think the first one, though, that really shifted things for me, especially getting onto my spiritual journey, was conversations with God.
0: Wow. Uh, have you read it? No, I haven't. I've heard of it.
1: Yeah, so I was highly skeptical because coming from my background, I had kind of, I wasn't, I wasn't agnostic, or I guess I was agno- I was agnostic. I wasn't atheist, but because of all the hypocrisy in you know Christianity, which is the religion that I you know, was brought up with, I really, the idea of God was, and having a conversation with God was very, um, challenging for me. However, I felt deeply called to this book. And I was also really confused because I knew that I believed in something greater, but I I didn't know if it was a God. Anyways, the book is incredible. Highly recommend it very much about kind of, first of all like disassociating from all religion and and seeing the divinity within yourself and within within each of us so that was really beautiful um as far as you know sexuality i think that um sherry winston's the female map of arousal it's something Mm -hmm. like that is really great Um, and then the Magdalene manuscript as well. It's another one that sounds very religious. And in some ways there are some ties there, but it's, it's really addressing like the, the feminine story of, of, you know, biblical times and how, you know, patriarchy and how, you know, the council of Zion really shifted away from a lot of the teachings that are around a more expansive experience and around really embracing our sexuality as a, as a powerful tool.
0: I can totally um, resonate with that because I had a big rejection of religion as well after, after my upbringing. So I didn't really like the word God, I preferred universe. So I'm okay with the word God now. It's taken a long time mm-hmm. <laughs> a really long time to get, to get to a point of accepting it, but maybe I'll definitely check out those books. I'm also a massive reader. Um, so what else do you, what do you do at the end of the day then? You talked about your morning. What do you do at the end of the day to relax? Do you have a routine?
1: Yeah, it really depends. Um, you know, if I'm spending it with my partner or if I'm, you know, alone at my house. When I'm alone at my house, there's definitely a little bit more of like a a flow and that goes with kind of also just setting up for my morning routine. So, you know, filling up my tea kettle, filling up my humidifier, Uh, you know, I definitely have a gratitude practice every evening regardless of where I'm at thinking about the day, what I'm grateful for. Um, the experiences that I've had, what I'm celebrating and and also addressing, you know, any of the challenges and and finding a way to, again, find that golden nugget in those as well. Um, Sometimes there's elements of self-pleasure. Sometimes I'll use a yoni egg. And then when I'm with my partner, we also have some intimate, you know, practices that we share together.
0: Fantastic. So where can people find you?
1: Yes. So uh, Instagram is a great place. Um, I have a, I have a podcast as well called Talk Tantra to me. So to www.talktantratome.com. Uh, and then I have two Instagrams. One is more for the podcast. But right now I'm actually primarily using that one because I've been kicked out of my primary Instagram. So um, that Instagram is at talk.tantra.2.me. And then my primary is at Leola Talks Tantra. Also on Twitter at talk talk tantra to me and then youtube talk tantra to me so talk tantra to me will will lead you pretty much anywhere you need to go
0: i was just listening to your um, episode 33 great number um it was about money i think an abundance i was listening to that just before we we connected today i can totally empathize with all of those things it's really interesting to talk about money because people get very uncomfortable about the topic of money yeah. sometimes more than sex do you find that
1: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. They say that you shouldn't talk about money, sex, and religion. And I think that these are the three things that we all need to be talking about personally, but they can be incredibly triggering. Even, you know, I'm still, you know, finding parts of myself that are, are resistant or have elements of shame or lack mentality around, you know, each of these subjects. So it's definitely a lifelong journey, which is why talking about them is so important to, you know, disrupt the patterns that aren't serving us anymore.
0: Definitely. I'm, I'm really into all, I've got so many money books about money mindsets, but then I'm just really clueless about the next step, which is the, the actual investment. I'm, I'm really clueless about that. I've got some books I'm like, I don't understand any of it. Do you, do you know, can you recommend any books about the next stage after, after manifestation?
1: I haven't read a ton, a ton on money i just got a book called uh the millionaire mind or something Have you yeah read that's
0: that? great
1: yeah okay cool i haven't read it <laughs> sorry there, I, I can i mean there are definitely some people that i follow on instagram that i really like how they address money and investments and i and i'm happy to share them for another shout out they're not even a part of this but um Uh, Jen Kennedy is really great for talking about um, the relationship of like making money so that it's not like trading hours for work, right? Um, Melissa Wells, I also really like especially in talking about investing in yourself. And then uh, Taylor Simpson also talks a lot about, uh, you know, money and also money as a sexual experience. Or as, you know, I, I believe that the energy of pleasure and money are both ruled by the sacral chakra. So they're both in that very fluid, watery space, um, which is really interesting.
0: I'm definitely checking her out. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast. It's been a pleasure. It's been really interesting speaking to you. And I'll be following more of your podcasts for sure.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure and so much fun to chat.
0: The book I'm reading now is My New Roots by Sarah Britton. I'm reading this book because Sarah Britton has kindly accepted an offer to appear on this podcast for an interview. And she is the creator of the very successful blog, My New Roots. And on that blog, you'll find lots of tips about sustainable living. And also there are lots of delicious recipes. And this book, My New Roots is actually a recipe book. It's a beautiful book. It's hardback and it's full of delicious recipes. I can't even emphasize that enough. Just looking through the pages is making me salivate. And she advocates for plant-based food and eating organic food and in season. And that's something I actually practice already. I just love organic food. Sometimes I think the taste is superior. And I'm not even going to go into the thing about pesticides. I don't really know much about it. But currently, actually, on a bit of a side note, I'm actually doing a little bit of an experiment. I actually bought two apples from my local organic greengrocers. And I bought the same kind of breed, I don't know if that's the right, the same variety of apple from a local supermarket that's not organic. And I'm just trying to actually do a photo experiment day by day to see see what happens. Because what I find with organic food is that not only is it more delicious, but it does go off quite quickly. So once you buy it, you you do have to actually eat it within a few days. Otherwise it will just go off. Whereas with supermarket apples, they can last for a very long time indeed. And it makes you wonder what is inside them and do I want what's inside them inside me? Well, I don't particularly. And she also advocates in this book for eating in season, which is also something I'm I'm doing myself. And she actually mentions five seasons. And that is, that's because she divides summer in two parts. There's the beginning of the summer and also late summer. And she says that that's because the same produce is not available at, at the beginning of summer compared to the end of the summer. And yeah, it's absolutely delicious. And something that really does jump out of the pages for me, is something called life-saving bread. Not life-saving, sorry, I meant life-changing. Well, maybe it is life-saving. But life-changing bread is a very nutritious bread full of seeds and good things. Because I think people think of bread and they think about maybe bloating. I know I do. I do like bread, but I never feel too good after having it. I'm not gluten intolerant or anything like that but I do tend to bloat and just think oh I just feel very full from not much food so I tend to avoid bread and I will be indulging in some life changing bread at some point when I when I get organized enough to actually buy all the ingredients and as well as the delicious recipes that you can find there's also some tips there're also lots of tips at the beginning of the book about Essential techniques such as soaking your grains, which is something I don't do at the moment actually. I think I'm a bit lazy. I tend to kind of decide what I'm gonna eat very last minute. Whereas I think you should maybe plan a bit more. <laughs> well, you could. I think you can get more out of what you're of what you're buying, definitely if you plan ahead and actually soak things in time so that they are actually more, more digestible. Another thing that's really interesting is the she actually talks about how to make nut and seed milks which is something I've just discovered very recently. For example, I always buy um nut milk normally, but then I discovered how to just make in my Vitamix some cashew milk with just some cashews and water. I couldn't believe how easy it was and I'm sure that doing that is actually going to be a lot more nutritious and a lot cheaper in the long run and it's something I definitely recommend in my own orgasmic lifestyle. Now it's time to slow things down as we prepare for this episode's Guided Affirmations Meditation. It's probably not a good idea to listen to this while driving or operating machinery. Instead, take a break from whatever you're doing, get comfortable, take a deep
2: breath, and enjoy. I am manifesting my desires. I am grateful for what is on its way to me. I trust the universe. Abundance is mine. I attract success. Accept my blessings. I am worthy of all my desires. I am manifesting my desires. I am grateful for what is on its way to me. My life is. I attract abundance, I attract prosperity, I attract love. I am worthy of all my desires, I am manifesting my desires, I am grateful for what is on its way to me. I am grateful for all I have. Everything works out for me. I am surrounded by people who want to see me manifest my dreams. I am creating the life I love. I am worthy of all my desires. I am manifesting my desires. I am grateful for what is on its way to me. I am a magnet for success in all areas of life. I am grateful for what is. I am attracting the right people in my life who will help me to realize my dreams. I am enough. I am worthy of all my desires. I am manifesting my desires. I am grateful for what is on its way to me. I am worthy of living the life I desire. I welcome love and happiness into my life. I deserve to feel good. Good things happen to me. I am worthy of all my desires.
0: To find out more about me and my orgasmic lifestyle, visit venusohara.org or follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash venusohara. Make sure to search for the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast by Venus Ohara in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening. Have an orgasmic week and make sure every day is a climax.